want to welcome all of our listeners back to Search the Scriptures today. It's good to be back again to open up God's Word, to get together, to dig deep into those rich teachings and truths, the promises, the blessings, the instructions, the guidance, and yes, even the rebukes and the chastisements for when we do wrong. But all of it is there for our good so that we can be guided into the best life that we can possibly live on this earth. And that is a life, of course, with faith in God, faith in Jesus Christ as our Son, or as God's Son and our Lord and Savior, and with the hope of eternal life in heaven. There is no better life that, human can, that a human being can live. Many have tried other directions to live under different systems, and they have found failure in those attempts. We want to help you come closer to God by teaching you God's word. That makes sense. That's basic. That's logical because faith again comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. If you want to get closer to God, if you want to have a better relationship with him, then you've got to get into his word. We want to help you with that. We want to not just spout off a lot of scriptures or just kind of spew a lot of religious sounding lingo, we want to really help you understand the teachings of God's word, the Bible itself. So we do dig deep, we do look at it in detail, but we try to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your everyday life. And as we do that each day on the program, then we pray that you're coming closer to God and that you're going to ultimately make that decision to come to him all the way in, through faith in Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him openly, and then surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross so long ago is still absolutely, totally, 100% effective to cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. Our prayers are with you and our prayers are for you. Dennis Stackhouse, brother, great to be back today again. Thank you, Gary, and you're absolutely right about that. It's always good to get together, to open up God's word and spend time trying to dig into those rich truths and teachings we have recorded there. And we certainly appreciate all of those who've tuned in today to listen to the program. We thank you for doing that, and as always, we pray that this time will be beneficial for all of us. And I appreciate in your opening remarks, Gary, you talked about on this program, we try to help our listeners understand God's word, you know, not just uh, put a number of scriptures out there. We try to help our listeners understand what those scriptures mean and how they apply to their lives. And when you spoke about that, it reminded me of a situation that occurred in Acts chapter eight. And in that particular instance, uh, Philip encountered a man from Ethiopia and he was riding along in his chariot and when Philip encountered him he could hear that the man was reading from the prophet Isaiah and Philip went up to the chariot and asked this individual if he understood what it was he was reading and in essence the man from Ethiopia said well no how can I unless someone guides me and that's the very thing we're hoping to do here on Search the Scriptures, is help to guide our listeners to a better understanding of God's Word, a deeper understanding of what they need to do to please God, how they can come to Him in His way, 
And then once they do that, once they've been baptized for the remission of their sins and become a Christian, how they can live the life that pleases God from that point forward. So again, we thank you for joining us today and pray again that we'll all be benefited from the time we spend together. You know, kind of moving off from your remarks, Dennis, we have all kinds of seminars, classes, self-help manuals that are printed. You can even listen to, you know, audio on CD of, of uh, you know, of seminars and self-help manuals and so on. You can watch infomercials and all kinds of methods that try to get across how we can live a better life, oh, yes. how we can we can do well in this life. Mm -hmm. But and we expend a lot of energy mm. searching the internet, reading books, manuals, going to classes, listening to speakers try to come to an understanding of how we can have a more fulfilling life, how we can how we can live better in this life, how we can stay healthier, you know, focus and so on and on and on and on. But virtually all of that has to do with this life. Oh yes. And what the Bible does is is it gives us not only instruction for this life, mm -hmm. but also for eternity. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's where people really need to focus even more than in all of these other directions about how to lose weight, how to keep weight off, mm -hmm. how to exercise, how to be fit, how to keep your mind alert, mm -hmm. you know, how to get along with others, how to have a better marriage, uh, how to be a better parent. And again, we can go on and on and on and on and on. Mm. That all has to do with this life. Yes. But we need to be getting ready for eternity. Yes, indeed. That's going to be forever. Yeah, and you know, Paul said something to that effect in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, where he spoke about the fact that exercise was good for the body. You know, he said it's, it's good. It profits the body. But he compared that to eternity by saying that godliness is profitable for all things because it helps us not only in this physical life, but it also carries over into eternity. Exactly the scripture I was thinking of just a moment ago. Yes. And yeah, bodily exercise profits some. It has, it, it has good, as you said. Right. But godliness mm -hmm. benefits both in this life and in eternity. Yes. It gets us ready for eternity. That's right. And so that really is where we need to have the primary focus of our life mm. and not saying that we don't need to pay attention to the others right but we just need to get the priorities straight that's correct and that's where a lot of people mess up mm -hmm. well you know in not getting the priorities straight in life dennis people end up neglecting their salvation that happens far too often i'm afraid uh, i'm afraid vast vast majority of people end up neglecting their salvation mm -hmm. to one degree or another. Yes. And that's what we're really talking about in this particular series of, of studies. We're asking the question, trying to make it personal, are you neglecting your salvation? Mm -hmm. And we've tried to get across the understanding that we need to be diligent and give proper attention to matters of our spiritual life. Right. And again, 
things that are going to be pointing us toward eternity. Mm -hmm. We understand the principle of not neglecting things that are important to us in this life. Sure. We know we've got to keep our car maintained. We know mm -hmm. we've got to keep our home maintained. Mm -hmm. We know we better bathe, you know, and keep mm -hmm. ourselves groomed, sure. keep our clothes laundered and, and so on. Mm -hmm. We need to pay proper attention to the work that we do at our job. Yes. And again, even relationships. We can mm -hmm. say, well, I, I need to try to make sure that I'm nurturing that relationship with my spouse mm -hmm. Um, and we teach our children to respect their parents and we teach parents to respect their children and try to be good parents and give them the right guidance and so on. But more important than all of those matters is we need to not neglect the most important possession that we have, and that's our soul. Right. That's eternal. Oh, yeah. Paul, well, I say Paul, We're, a lot of people think it's the Apostle Paul who wrote the, the letter to the Hebrews, yes. but it's really not a signed letter. Mm -hmm. And so I usually try to refer to him simply as the Hebrews writer. Yes. In chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, he actually brings this subject up. Mm -hmm. There we read, Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? One particular statement that he makes there is, lest we drift away. Mm -hmm, right. And a whole lot of people end up drifting away from God, drifting away from their Lord, mm -hmm. drifting away from faithfulness, and drifting away from salvation Yes, on a somewhat gradual basis. Yeah, it, it, it can kind of sneak up on a person, if we could say it that way, Gary, which uh, I don't like to say it that way, but it happens. It does. And now some people, they just don't believe in God. Correct. Well, they're certainly neglecting their salvation in a very overt way, but right. they don't believe in that to begin with. Mm -hmm. Other people, they believe in God, they believe in Jesus, but they want to live a worldly life. Yes. They want to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Well, again, in a very overt way, obviously, they're neglecting their salvation. That's correct. But there are a whole lot of people who are neglecting their salvation in a more kind of subtle way, and I don't know if subconscious is the right term to use. Uh, they just don't want to pay attention, enough attention at least, to their salvation. Yes. And so they, they gradually drift away from God. Mm -hmm. And we've got to be careful about that. Absolutely. Now, then Paul also, he, he brings out very directly that how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation. Mm -hmm. Judgment is coming. That's right. And if we get to judgment and we've neglected our salvation, well, we're in trouble, aren't we? Uh, the outcome will not be pretty. The time for us to pay attention to our salvation and striving to do our part to make it sure is now while That's we're right. alive in this world. It's all the time we have. 
You it know, is. None of this is guaranteed tomorrow. That's right. Or even the next moment. That's exactly right. Yes. Well, are you neglecting your salvation? And probably the first place to naturally start logically is have you answered the invitation of your Savior to come to him for salvation? Yes. If you haven't done that, you're obviously neglecting your salvation. That's absolutely the case. Now, you may not be an atheist. You may not be an agnostic. You may not be a skeptic. You may absolutely believe in God mm -hmm. and in Jesus. But if you have not come to him the way that he has prescribed in his scriptures by his teachings, then you're neglecting your salvation. That's right. You know, you can't expect to be saved if you do not come to him in the way that he has instructed in order to be saved. That's right. So you may, you're, you're, you're neglecting your salvation. Mm -hmm. We talked about how Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6 that there's no other way to God except through him. That's exactly right. He's the only Savior. Mm -hmm. Peter reiterated that just in different terms in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Mm -hmm. So we need to pay attention. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11 and verse 28. Right. We've got to come to him, Dennis, mm -hmm. haven't we? We do indeed. That's the way that God has laid out his plan for mankind. And if we're going to partake of the blessings that God has prescribed, then we need to follow his plan. Yeah, we've got to come to him and not just some way, but his way. Exactly. As you said, according to the way that God has laid out. Yes. Now, we talked about the fact that we've got to believe. Mm -hmm. We've got to believe in Jesus. We've got to believe in God, obviously. But now, when Jesus sent the apostles on the Great Commission... He instructed them in Matthew chapter 28 and also in Mark chapter 16, he instructed them to go and teach everybody. Now, Jesus has already died on the cross, been put in the tomb, arisen from the grave, and appeared risen, alive, for 40 days. Right. He has shown himself as having risen to multitudes of people. Yes, he did. And... Now, here he's ready to ascend back to heaven, mm -hmm. waiting until the final day of judgment. And he tells the apostles to go do something and teach something pertaining to how he wants people to come to him so that they can be saved. Mm -hmm. Mark 16, verse, verses 15 and 16, what does he say there? And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. So go teach them, and what you're supposed to teach them is specific. That's the gospel, mm -hmm. the gospel message of salvation right. through Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. he being our Savior, and then the response of those who are being taught is that they believe, and then there's an act of obedience, isn't there? Yes. In that 16th verse of Mark chapter 16, it indicates that one is to be baptized. One is to be baptized, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and what Jesus says is, he who believes 
and is baptized mm -hmm. shall be saved. That's correct. So there's a way that Jesus instructs that we are to come to him. Right. A lot of people, they want to make it some other way, Dennis. Well, it's unfortunate, but that's true. Yeah, they come up with all kinds of ways. Yes. A lot of people think all they have to do is believe in him. Right. And I don't have to really be dedicated. Mm -hmm. I believe him, and mm -hmm. I can say I love him, yeah. and that's, that's good enough. Sure. Well, that's not what Jesus said. It isn't, no. We've got to come to him his way. We need to believe. We need to obey him through baptism. Mm -hmm. At that point, the blood that he shed on the cross cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. Mm -hmm. Acts 2 and verse 38 Acts 22, 16, and we come to salvation, as yes. you just read in Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. That's correct. And that is the means by which we come into Christ. It is. Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, mm -hmm. Galatians 3 and verse 27. Correct. Baptized into Christ. In John chapter 14, we have several verses that emphasize the importance of our obedience mm -hmm. to the teachings of Jesus. Right. How about reading verse 15 there? If you love me, keep my commandments. Who's speaking there? That's Jesus speaking. And what does he say in verse 21? He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So two times in a very short space of scripture, he says, if we love him, we will obey him. We will keep his commandments. And that's, again, understood to be obeying him. Exactly. What about verse 23? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Well, that's what we want. We want to be one with Christ. Absolutely. We want to be united with him and the Father. Mm -hmm. But again, he emphasizes for the third time, mm -hmm. again, within a very short space of Scripture, that in order for that to happen, we must obey him. Yeah, and it's, it's really pretty clear in those passages, Gary, what Jesus is saying. You know, we might relate this to the idea that God demonstrated his love to mankind by allowing Jesus to come to this world in the form of a man and then dying on the cross at Calvary to pay the price for our sins. You know, God didn't just say he loved mankind. He demonstrated it very vividly, very plainly through his son and our Savior. Well, the same applies to us. If we really love Jesus we can demonstrate that by our obedience to him. Absolutely. If you look at the 24th verse there in John chapter 14, he speaks to the same subject, but from a reverse perspective. Right. There we're told, he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. So in case... You didn't understand it three times. If you love me, you will obey me. Then he says, if you don't love me, you won't obey me. Exactly. Then the implication being, if you do not obey me, you don't really love me. Yeah. 
And again, that, that seems really simple and straightforward. Now that would bother a lot of people, but again, don't get mad at us. Mm -hmm. We're simply reading his word, yes. Jesus' own words. Yeah, this is God's instruction to mankind. It's not something that we've made up. Exactly right. Now, let's look in Hebrews chapter 5 and verses 8 and 9. And there are a whole lot of people, Dennis, who they'll say that obedience has nothing to do with our being saved. Mm -hmm. Now, that really baffles me to a great extent when you have so many passages of Scripture, such as the ones we just read in John chapter 14, but those are just a sampling. Mm -hmm. In Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, you're talking about such a direct statement and applied to us through the example of the Lord himself. That's correct. There the writer said, Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. So the Hebrews writer tells us, that even Jesus went through the process of learning obedience mm -hmm. to God through the things which he suffered. Right. Now, that was in human form, and I don't think Jesus needed to learn obedience, but as a human being, and when you look at some of the rest of what the Hebrews writer tells us that Jesus went through and experienced at the end of chapter 2, the end of chapter 4, that he experienced the same kinds of temptations that we experience, he went through that same process of learning obedience that all human beings need to go through. Yeah, that's exactly right. And what a great example for all of us. That is our example. Yes. We should learn from that and say, well, if he needed to go through that process, mm -hmm. then certainly we have to go through that process. That's right. And he's the author or the source of eternal salvation to all those who obey him. Yes, that's now right. you cannot get a, get a much clearer statement. I don't think you can get any clearer statement, more direct than that. Mm -hmm. Indicating, teaching, stating clearly that obedience is our response mm -hmm. to God's grace offered to us through mm -hmm. the death of Christ. Yes, absolutely the case, Gary. We really need to look to Jesus as that great example of obedience and then emulate his life in each of our lives individually. Yes, yes. now we have to believe, we've read that, mm -hmm. but believing we have to do something with that belief and right. there are a whole lot of people out there who will say they believe in Jesus and anyone with a rational mind and logical reasoning at all can look and say they're not living a faithful life to Christ or to God mm -hmm. well, but they believe mm -hmm. well Jesus says believing you need to obey me that's right and as we obey that's when we're given salvation yes well our time's up for today it seems like it's flown by Dennis mm -hmm. um, we'll come back and continue this study next time and we do want to encourage our listeners to be sure to tune in we're going to be spending some time on this particular subject, asking the question, are you neglecting your salvation? And we do hope that it's touching hearts. It's a question that really every one of us 
alive in this world today need to be asking ourselves on an ongoing basis. Now in just a moment, we'll give you the information by which you can contact us and ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. It will help you learn from Scripture, from God's very Word, just what God wants you to do in order to come to Him for salvation. So take advantage of this opportunity. Don't neglect your salvation. Write down that information and call us or contact us in some other way right away and ask for that study. We hope to hear from you right away.